Welcome to Just Go Grind, a show that focuses on helping you launch and grow a business and navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Justin Gordon, and in this episode, we have Zach Tepperman, who's the founder and president of ZTPR, a full-service public relations agency thinking outside the box. In this episode, we go through how Zach started his agency, how he got his start in PR in the first place, and then dive into more around PR for companies, looking at some ways that Zach has gone about promoting his different types of clients, the kind of PR 101, according to Zach and his advice around what goes into a good pitch, how he manages expectations with clients, growing in different markets, managing crisis and avoiding crisis to start with, all of that and more in this episode. As always, the show notes are at justgogrind.com slash podcast, and you can support the show by leaving a rating and review over an Apple podcast. Without further ado, here is Zach Tepperman, founder and president of ZTPR. Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it. And with ZTPR, a lot to discuss around obviously what you know in this PR industry, having run this company for a number of years. Can you give us a rundown though today? What does ZTPR do? ZTPR, you know, we started first with just doing celebrity PR and managing uh, celebrity accounts. Um, then we transitioned into music and technology. But uh, today, many years later, we now do <laughs> restaurants, lawyers, doctors, uh, startups, tech, uh, celebrities still, uh, authors, pretty much any product or anything that needs exposure, we pretty much uh, do PR uh, and marketing for. That is amazing, covers a lot of things, uh, and you have a lot of insights across industry, which is helpful for this as well. And then when this got started in 2014, why did you decide to start this company? Um, well, I was, you know, I was working for somebody else uh, initially when I started in PR, and I was seeing that, you know, we were just in one niche, and I, I, I'm a very, you know, creative uh you know, I like to think ahead. I like to think in different <laughs> areas. And if I only do one thing, I do get bored. I mean, I was a radio DJ before and I did that for many years and I got bored, you know, waking up at nine in the morning, going to the studio, recording my show, recording commercials, going home, sleep, repeat. The next day. <laughs> I mean, it was exciting at the beginning, but eventually I got bored of it. And so when I was in PR, you know, before in, um, I was just getting bored of just dealing with celebrities. I mean, they're great people. They have great personalities. They keep you <laughs> on your toes. But, um, you know, I was really, you know, trying to think further ahead. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, I kind of started my own company. Uh, I was able to, you know, have the blessing of the company I was working with to leave them and a bunch of their clients came with me. Um and, you know, I was able to grow and I was able to go into different spaces and, you know, use celebrities to help, you know, strategies for other industries and vice versa. And uh, it's been, you know, a success since. And from that too, taking a step back, I mean, why did you decide that you wanted to be involved in PR in the first place? Um, well, I mean, I kind of, I didn't even know what PR was. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I studied, I went to school, I went to college for broadcasting and English. Um, I mean, I took some marketing classes back then, but really it was all about, you know, interviewing celebrities on my radio show, playing music on my show. Um, and then I got kind of involved with the Toronto International Film Festival where they were like, Zach, you know, you work with all these celebrities. Why don't you, you know, help them out when they come to Toronto for the film festival, like telling them where to eat, you know, what to do, set up some photo shoots, all that kind of stuff. So I was, you know, getting my hand involved with that and, 
I kind of grew into PR from that because people were like, well, you know, setting up where they eat and dealing with, you know, endorsements or dealing with the paparazzi <laughs> and all that. That's kind of PR. And I was like, hey, I could, you know, I could fucking do this. Yeah. Um, and when I got that opportunity to move to Hollywood and, you know, I had my old boss tell me, hey, quit radio, come move down here, try it out for three months and see if you like it. You know, it was the middle of winter time. And I was like, you know what, I'm leaving <laughs> Toronto. I'm going to sunny California. I'll do this. And I got there and I loved it. And I learned on the go. Um, and I realized that a lot of the things I did in radio and when I was a media, you know, when I was a media person, you know, me interviewing celebrities on the red carpets, me interviewing celebs on the show, I realized, you know, I know what publicists and I know what celebrities and I know what these notable people want from the media. So I was on that side of the field and now I'm on this side where I'm the one pitching it. So I kind of understand the media a little bit more and it's really helped me to my advantage, at least as a publicist. One thing, there's a lot to go through, but one thing you mentioned earlier on there with this other PR company you were at and leaving and a couple clients came with you. I mean, how, how did that go so smoothly? I feel like that's that doesn't seem like it always would go that way. You know what I mean? Like, take me through that. Yeah, I was really lucky. I mean... Um, I guess I was working with a lot of these celebrities on a day-to-day basis anyway, so we were really close. Um, and the person that I was working for kind of, you know, he was ready to, you know, he was much older than I am. I'm 33 right now. He was much older. Um, and he had decided, you know, he wanted to slow his role with how many clients he had. So I got really lucky, let's just say, you know, <laughs> that he gave me his blessing and he said, you know what, you can take the ones that you're really close with. Um, and I mean, it was a great transit transition and, uh, it helped me a lot. It helped me leverage to get more clients and, you know, turn ZTPR into what it is today. Yeah. So fortunate on that. And, and imagine so helpful as well as you're just getting started and making that move to start your own thing, to have at least some clients already when you begin and for people aren't familiar and I, I've talked to some PR people so far, but what goes into this process when someone starts, for instance, working with you, like, how does that go? I'd love to hear more about the process behind the scenes. Yeah. So these days, you know, whether it's a startup, a celebrity who has a show coming out or a movie, or, you know, you're a doctor or I don't know, whatever you want to do, even if you have a podcast that you want to promote. Um, <laughs> you know, they pretty much reach out. These days, a lot of it is through referral. Um, they reach out and they say, you know, I have this and this in mind. These are my goals. Um, is it something you can do? Um, and then we do an initial discovery call where, you know, I kind of just get to know them a little bit, get to know what those goals are. I kind of give them the rundown of how we work, which is usually, you know, with most clients, we start off on a four-month uh, starting retainer which uh, we call it the groundwork months, where we get them, you know, as much media coverage as we can at the beginning for whatever they want to promote um, in those four months. And that way we kind of, you know, get that PR buzz going. And then after the four months, you know, we kind of either go month to month or we sign a year or two years, whatever the deal is. Um, but initially, you know, it goes from a phone call to learning about them, seeing if we can actually help if we can. Then we go into contract. From contract, we go into you know another discovery period for a couple of weeks, and then we officially start with whoever the client is. Um, and that's usually for just the general PR. I mean, we do crisis management. Also, we have clients that come to us and they're like, "Oh, I just got arrested a couple of weeks ago," <laughs> or you know, there's some bad articles out there that we really need to push away. And that's a whole different process. But for the general 
you know, question like you just asked, that's usually how we do it. And then for that, then diving deeper, you go through these customer discovery calls, get a feel for what they want, their goals, et cetera. And then what are some of the things that actually go into landing them, you know, getting exposure for them? Because I'm sure it can be different for obviously different goals and such, but what are those, some of those things that you're doing that go into that? Yeah. I mean, you know, some clients, you know, they want a quick ROI on if it's a product they want quick, you know, return right away. Um, So, you know, if they want to just focus on their product, then, you know, there's gift guides, there's online, you know, reports, there's inserting them into TV programs where they talk about the top top products and stuff. Um, I like to always advise. I mean, my advice is not always taken, but I like to (laughs) always advise that if you do have a company, if you are a startup, um, it's always great to promote yourself alongside your company because a lot of people like to have that connection to um, the founders or the creators of a product. And if they can connect who, to who you are as a person, they'll connect more to your product. And even if they don't need your product, they might want to just support you because they're a fan of yours. So with a lot of these entrepreneurs, we like to get them interviewed in the press, get them featured on TV or on podcasts like yours, um, where they can tell their story more in depth so that people can connect more to who they are. Um, so that's kind of like the entrepreneur steps uh, with a, you know, a movie star you know, it's a little bit different. If they have a movie coming out, we'll look at, you know, doing a radio tour with them or getting them on, you know, certain programs or certain news outlets. Um, These days with COVID, a lot of Zoom and a lot of Skype going on. Um, You know, back in the day, it would be, you know, setting up the red carpet events for them, getting them, you know, walk down the, you know, the aisle, the red carpet aisle. Um, And just, you know, managing those kind of things. So it is very different with a lot of different clients. Um, It really comes down to what their goals are, what they want accomplished, and where they see themselves going in the future. Because, you know, some people want just a quick, short-term, you know, four-month strategy where we want to just promote, 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 and then that's it. We don't need your help anymore. Some people are like, let's lay some Easter eggs out there in the first four months. Let's lay some groundwork so that way we can push forward with other strategies and other partnerships down the road. I mean, if you're coming out with a product day one, you know, a lot of retailers and stuff might not want your product right away. But if you start <laughs> getting a lot of press and charity partnerships or, you know, branching it off into different demos, you know, those retailers might say, hey, these guys are everywhere. We want to have them in. So that's more of like a long-term play. Um, So we really just look at the overall strategy and how we can uh, really help uh, leverage what they've got going on to get them the the media and the exposure they want for, you know, either the short term or the long. Yeah. And on that note, I mean, with gain the media, there's a couple of things that go into it, obviously, and you have a team in place at this point. But let's talk about the relationship side. How have you gone about building relationships with media contacts over the years? I mean, I got lucky at the beginning, like I said before, that, you know, I was in radio. um, And when I go to all these, you know, red carpet events or stuff, a lot of my friends were, you know, the interns, you know, back in the day, or they were the guys, you know, just taking photos on the side and they all started small like me. And, you know, we've all grown into our roles. So a lot, you know, at the beginning I had a lot of contacts, luckily, you know, a lot of people don't. Um, And when I first moved to Hollywood, those first few years, I literally fucking busted my ass out and I went every single night uh, until like three, four in the morning you know, whether it was partying, networking, whatever you want to call it, I was out at every event every single night so that I could meet 
you know, people in all different walks of life at different outlets, whether they were a small blogger, a mummy blogger, or, you know, when influencers first started back in those days, um, I got out and I networked my ass off. And those contacts, you know, these days have really, you know, grown, you know, when you Luckily, I've again lucky a lot of luck here. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I've represented some pretty big names, and so media outlets have reached out to us. And you know, you get contacts that way, and then you can repurpose those contacts for other stories in the future, um, and vice versa. And I mean, a lot of media, you know, these days they're at home, they're looking for you know unique, fun stories, and I like to work with fun and unique people. If you're just somebody who's boring, I'm probably not the publicist for you. <laughs> Um, but if you have a fun story to tell or a unique product um, or something, you know, exciting going on, I want to tell your story. And I work with media outlets and reporters and stuff that, you know, they're looking for something different. And I like to be the guy that's different. So um, I've, you know, got my database grown up over all these years. And as we grow into different markets and stuff, like, for instance, I started working with a steel company. I knew nothing about steel. <laughs> I mean, I knew what steel was, but I knew nothing about steel before I got into it. But, you know, I learned that market and I learned the contacts in that market. Um, I started working with a plastic straw company. Uh, no, sorry, uh, not an aluminum straw company. Taking <laughs> out the plastic straws. And I knew nothing. I mean, I knew about the market, but, you know, partnering them up with different charities and celebs and stuff that, you know, don't want to use plastic waste. Um, you kind of learn the marketplace, you learn new contacts, um, you know, and you kind of grow from there. On that note, how do you manage all of those? You mentioned like a database of sorts. How do you manage all those contacts? Just like tactically, I'm actually curious as to how you manage these. <laughs> um, I used to keep it all on my computer, but uh, we try, you know, people tried to hack us back in the day. Um, you know, when, you, when you're representing some high profile clients, you know, people, you know, yeah. go after the publicist. They know all the secrets. Um, I keep an agenda book now on paper, a little black book that I keep all my clients schedules in. Um, I have a list also on paper that I keep, you know, different media outlets, whether it's a newspaper, online, radio, TV, etc. And I have, you know, that photocopied with backups in, you know, safety deposit boxes and stuff, <laughs> you know, in case there's ever something. Cause I mean, when I did first start in PR, when I took over and, you know, did my own, um, within the first month, our office had an accident and burnt to the ground. And Jesus. the only thing that survived was this little safety deposit box, this little safe. And it had client jewelry in it and everything. So now I have one in my office now and I make sure, you know, everything goes in there. But yeah, you know, obviously in our emails, we have lists of, you know, contacts and stuff that we keep uh, organized. But I always believe in, you know, writing things down, keeping notes, because that's how you remember things. And you can always go back and uh, remember. Yeah. And you've built these up over, obviously you mentioned years and years of time and through your own career before. So you had that advantage in that way, but for other, for other companies there are people kind of looking at pitching themselves. Maybe they have a book, maybe they have, you know, with obviously this podcast, a business that's doing something interesting. What are some things that go into a, a good pitch then for a company? Yeah. I mean, you know, PR number one, I always say is a luxury. You know, not everybody can afford a publicist and a lot of PR you can do on yourself. I'm not saying what I do is, you know, brain surgery. What you can do is, you know, I always say, find out, you know, first pick out the five things that you want people to talk about you or your product. 
and pick those five things and then look at all the media outlets that would relate to those five things. So if you like yoga, right, um, let's look at all the yoga magazines. Let's go on all the yoga websites. Let's look at, you know, writers for those sites or editors for those sites and just create a spreadsheet where you have yoga magazine number one. These are all the reporters. Yoga magazine number two. Here's all the other ones. Then go to that second point that you want people to talk about yourself and say it's charity. Okay. You want to help support a charity for cancer. So pick out some of the charities that, you know, pick out some of the cancer charities and their contacts, pick out some media websites, go on Google and go, you know, cancer charity and see what media outlets are talking about cancer charities and get those reporters names. And so first, that's how you can get your database. And then you can pitch and fine tune to what those reporters in each of those are talking about. So read a bunch of articles that that reporter has done, see what their tone is, what they like to talk about, and fine tune your pitch to talk about something that would relate to that what that reporter usually covers. Then, obviously, send the email out and pitch. Hopefully, they you get a return. If you don't get a return, go to the next one. I mean, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a numbers game, you know? It's like how I, I used to tell my friends back in high school, if you hit on uh, 100 girls, hopefully one of them will say yes to you. <laughs> it is not, a numbers game. And if not, then, you know, maybe change up your strategy. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's at that point, I've talked to so many founders in this show where they mentioned if you're going through your pitch and trying to raise funding and you don't change anything about it over time, uh, you're going to get it's probably the same result unless you evolve it and make it better. And then obviously it's just a numbers game at that point too, of finding the right investors on for your company. And to this point of you hustling in NPR, you're going you're gonna to get people eventually that uh, will kind of cover you. And, and I, there's a lot that goes into that obviously behind the scenes, but you'll get people eventually. And one thing I want to go back to, I can't just gloss over this. Obviously, the show's called Just Go Grind. Hustling in those early days, yeah. <laughs> when you're like going to every event and everything, how did you pitch yourself or how did you go about the networking side of things there? It was just like, oh, hey, I own this PR company, happy to chat after you meet people for a while. Like, what did you do in those early days? Um, well, in the early days, I was working for that other PR firm. So I had their clientele. And I mean, we, you know, back in those days, we we had people like, you know, some of the stars on Glee, which was a, you know, a hit show. We were working yeah. with some of the people in Guns N' Roses. So we had some of these bigger names that when we went to these events, people knew we worked with these people. So, um, you know, I didn't really have to introduce myself. Um, yeah. So they kind of knew. But in other ways, you know, I would go to a party or I'd go to, you know, an event. Um, and I'd go up to people and just be like, you know, I work for this company or I, you know, I do PR. Um, and, you know, it's always, you know, it's always better to be natural wherever you are. Um, don't try to oversell yourself. Don't, <laughs> I never oversell clients. I'm, you know, I'm all about cutting the bullshit, um, you know, and getting right into it. So I think when you're out there networking and grinding and hustling, you know, just be yourself. And, uh, you know, people, at least in LA, you know, people always like to know what you can do to help their careers. So, you know, always the best, the best way to network and the best way to get to know people is ask questions. People love talking about themselves. So if you go to a party and go, Hey, what, what industry are you in? Oh, you're a director. What kind of directing, what kind of films do you do? Oh, what kind of people do you look for? You know, if you just keep asking them questions and interviewing them, kind of, I mean, yeah. people have egos, talk to them about themselves. And, you know, that goes back to, you know, people skills, right? Um, yeah. Don't make it about you, make it about them. And, you know, they'll, they'll be more than happy to, you know, communicate with you. I will definitely vouch for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Clearly, the show is all about that. And then with that as well, so you mentioned kind of working with people and uh, cutting the bullshit on these, these things as well. How do you manage expectations as you're working in PR? Um, well, it comes back down to, you know, the goals that we set forth before we start with each client. Um, and I, I, I'm straight up with them. I'm like, what are your goals? And if they go, I want to be on the cover of this magazine and I'll, I'll straight up tell them it's not going to fucking happen right now. Maybe it'll happen, you know, in eight months from now, but in the next two months, it ain't going to happen. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not going to try, but I'm just, you know, being realistic. So I, I like to be very realistic, um, and set the expectations accordingly. Um, I like to kind of set forth a plan of how we're going to attack different media outlets um, so that they're involved with it and that they also have a say. Um, you know, when a media outlet comes to confirm, I always bring it to the, my client's attention so that way they can say, yeah, you know what, I want to do this or no, you know, it's not for me right now. And the more you get a client involved in the process, um, the more the expectations are, you know, kept and also maintained. Um it's when you're just going out on your own and you're not keeping a client in the loop or, you know, you're promising, you know, Hey, I can get you in Forbes next week. Well, then they go, okay, fine. I'll sign with you because you can get me in Forbes. And then when it happens and you don't get them in Forbes, they're pissed off and you know, there's your expectation. So I'm never one to do that. Um, I always like to, you know, I never promise something unless I can keep it. And I never name drop media outlets that I'm going to get somebody into until I can actually pitch those media outlets. Um, it's the number one questions a lot of clients have, and they have to take a chance with me too, is they'll come to me and they're like, well, tell me the top 10 media outlets you would get me into day one. And I say, I don't know. It could be absolutely none because... I don't know until I talk to them. For all you know, an editor or a reporter might not be interested in that day. Yeah. Um, and so for me to promise you that, you know, and then it doesn't happen, you're going to just be pissed off at me. So at the beginning, you know, PR is, yes, we have contracts in place um, if somebody's unhappy, but I can never promise somebody anything um, until we actually begin the process. Um, and it's a lot of trust on their end and it's a lot of trust on my end that they're going to, you know, keep their word and they're going to, you know, do a good job as a client as well. Um, so, and those are the types of people I like to work with is somebody where there's, you know, mutual trust. And as we go forward, a lot of my clients, you know, I've never had a client bail out. Everything's always been great. And a lot of them are, have been with me for, you know, eight plus years. Growing the business as well, then your your company itself, so ZTPR, you work with a number of people. You understand kind of promoting and marketing and everything. How have you gone about growing your company itself? Um, I think it's just always looking at you know the trends in the marketplace, um, seeing where the media is going to. I mean, back in the day, people only wanted newspapers. You know, they only wanted to be in a newspaper. And <laughs> you know, I came into that you know PR firm at the time, and I was like, no, we've got to go to USA Today online. Or we've got to go to this online, you know, it's not just print and kind of, you know, seeing where the trends are going, you know, with music these days, a lot of people are promoting music through TikTok. But if you go to some of these artists, they don't even know what the hell TikTok is. So <laughs> you kind of have to see where the trends are going and grow your contacts towards those trends. But also me being able to not just be a one stop niche um, PR firm. So I'm not just doing celebrities. I'm not just doing musicians or athletes or, you know, whatever. Um, I'm able to kind of grow into different markets and keep my company growing because, you know, if you, if I start hiring, you know, start you know, getting a lot of clients that are doctors, obviously now I'm growing into the health area. 
but then I, you know, keep my celebrities, I keep my lawyers, I keep my other startups, I keep my tech and so forth. I'm able to grow my company into all these different markets and have so many different fun clients in so many different markets that, you know, it's growing not only my own, you know, knowledge, but it's also growing my company as a whole into where we can go and how we can help people. On the note of that as well, in terms of growth, your team, how do you grow about kind of growing your team over time, understanding who you need on board to expand into these different markets too? Honestly, I, I, I don't care what education somebody has. I mean, I, I care to the degree that I hope they can read and write. Touche. Um, <laughs> but um, um, but uh, I like looking at staff and people I work with that are passionate about what they do, um, are able to grind and hustle, um, can come into you know working with a lot of clients, not clients, a lot of contacts of their own and have experience. Work experience is the number one thing. If you're a, you know, if you're a shy person, PR is probably not for you because there's a lot of people you have to talk to on a daily basis. Um, if you're not somebody that likes that is able to sell something, um, you know, PR is probably not for you. You know, if you're a car salesman, PR is probably for you. You're probably <laughs> good at it. Um, so I like to look at people that like to hustle, that like to grind. I mean, I even though I own my company, I'm up till 3, 4 in the morning and I'm up at 7 a.m. too. I mean, I can luckily work off of just a few hours of sleep and I have a child and I mean, you know, there's a lot of other personal things going on in my life, but I still get shit done. And so I like people that, you know, can get stuff done quickly. Um, I like to answer emails within an hour, no matter who it is or what it is. So people that are quick as well, I like to work with. Um, and I know reporters and people respect that as well. So, um, yeah, you know, I look at people that are kind of like me, um, but also people that know different markets that I don't know. Um, so I don't know everything. And there could be somebody that's really good at restaurant branding. There could be somebody that's really good at, I don't know, music PR and only music PR. And if I have some clients in those spaces, then yeah, of course, I like to hire people and work with people on my team that, you know, are really well trained in those areas because, you know, they're going to do a great job and I'm still, you know, learning different spaces. So it's always good to keep an open mind and work with people that, you know, are a lot like you, but also know a lot of different things than you and have uh, that ability to help expand you as well. With your business, how do you go about prioritizing, managing your time? Obviously, you say up late, up, you know, up up very late, and and then up early the next day as well. What does your day look like? I'm sure it's different because you're in this industry, but what does it look like in terms of you're managing current clients, getting new clients, your team, other things? Like, what does a day look like for you? Um, I wake up, um, grab some cereal or something. Um, no, I uh, honestly, I just. I, I, I'm always in every client's account. I like to be on board with every client. Um, the ones that start with us, I'm always on board for at least the first four months. Um, I'm their main point of contact. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how I do it. But I, I, I love, you know, that rush when I wake up in the morning and I have hundreds of emails. I love going through all those emails, answering them back as quick as I can and planning and you know, jumping on phone calls with clients. Um, 
usually with phone calls with people, I always plan at least 24 hours notice so I can plan the day ahead. Um, but emails, I love to be quick. Um, you know, you can always find time to respond, even if the bigger answer for those emails comes later at night when I have a second to actually, you know, put together a full email. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Every day is different. Um, you know, I do what I need to do personally and I plan and I do, but I also set time aside for myself to, you know, if I want to go fishing or if I want to go on a jet ski, I like to set time aside, but I always have my phone on me. I'm always answering people. I just go. I mean, that's how I am. I hustle. Um, you know, maybe I don't have to hustle as hard as I did when I first started, but I rather hustle my ass off now than, you know, later in life when I can just sit back and relax. And even then, I don't even know if I could ever relax. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a vacation or a trip or anything where I haven't had my phone or I haven't been doing some sort of work or at least brainstorming how I can leverage this to this to that. Um, it's just how I am as a person. Um, not everybody's, you know, wired that way, um, but it's just how I am. And that rush in the morning, doing those emails and doing that rush at night, getting all those emails together and planned, um, it just, you know, it gives me satisfaction is what I'm trying to say is um, yeah. I love it. Um, so when you love it, you know, it's the cheesy saying, when you love what you do, it's not really work. So, I mean, I love <laughs> what I do. With that as well. I mean, how do you kind of, and you mentioned some of the things that you do to recharge, but you have a young daughter as well, and this can be a 24 <laughs> seven game of sorts. Uh, how frequently do you then recharge or how do you build it into your weeks, your months, whatever it may be? Um, I try to, you know, I try, I've been trying these days. I mean, it wasn't like this back in the day, but I've been trying these days to not work as much, quote unquote, as much on weekends. Um, I try to let the weekends be, you know, family time, time to kind of just relax, recharge. Um, don't get me wrong. I still am answering a million emails in the morning and still, you know, up late at night. But um, I try to do that. I also try to set a time aside, not so much during COVID now, but at least once a week before that, and hopefully again soon to just go for like a massage or something where I can just, you know, put my phone down and just relax and Zen myself out for, you know, an hour or two. Um, but I think that's about it. Um, other than that, you know, it's, it's go time. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be, uh, it seems like it's an all, all consuming world, but to your point, if you're enjoying it, that's what you like to do. I mean, what else would you do? <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm on like, you know, I, I bought a jet ski. So now I'm looking at, okay, I'm learning how to use the jet ski and be out on the water and everything. But it's opened me up to, okay, what jet ski media, you know, outlets are there? What products do I need for my jet ski that I can be like, oh, this is something that other people probably need. And then those are types of clients that I'll reach out to and see how we can, you know, do some cross promos and stuff to get their products out there. And, you know, I love working, I, I love kayaking and I started working with a kayak company out in Canada and, you know, I've learned that whole market and all the outdoor press and everything. And then how can I use outdoor press? Okay. There's a kayak. I like kayaking. We now know all the kayaking magazines. I have some celebrities that love to go in kayaks as well and love being on the water. So now I can put my celebrities in some of those outdoor media outlets and cross reference and stuff. So, I mean, I'm always thinking, you know, a few steps ahead of how I can leverage certain things that I like, that other clients like to media outlets that other clients can insert themselves into uh, that can help expand them as well. 
Is that all kept in your head, Zach, or is this something that you have more of a system in place for, especially for new hires and stuff as well around, you know, best practices or anything around that? Cause I imagine there's a lot you've learned over the number of years you've been working in this. Like, how is that organized? I mean, it's all in my head <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I do do some training with obviously my staff and with clients and I've been recently speaking at, you know, different universities and colleges and masterminds and stuff. Uh, to try to teach other entrepreneurs and, you know, people of how to think a little bit outside of the box. Um, Because, you know, if you just want an article or a press release out there, that's easy. But if you want to really branch yourself further and get that good content and really expand yourself to make more money or, you know, have your product be a success, um, you really have to think outside of the box. You have to think of, okay, if I'm a entrepreneur doing one thing, I need to also expand into other markets because people reading other types of media outlets are going to, you know, might be interested in my product. And so you really have to look at yourself and how you can expand yourself into those different areas. And that's why I always say, you know, think of the five things you want people to think about yourself or your product and expand yourself into the media outlets that relate to those five things. Zach, do you have any specific examples or anything around that with kind of things you've done in the past that would be more so outside the box and not necessarily just to obviously copy this, but more so like for people to get them thinking more about this and for things that might be helpful as someone's kind of thinking through promoting themselves and their brand and their product. I would love any examples if you have them that you can give. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give some examples without names just because sure. yeah. I don't want to give away some of these companies secrets and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of PR stunts we've done back in the day. Um, and this is if you want really outside of the box, which is like if you, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> if you have a you know a company um, that you know you do a certain thing, maybe look for a town or a place in the U.S. that you know has a bunch of population that you know really would tie into who you are, and write up a proposal and try to rename that town after your company. Mm. Submit it into the mayor, you know whether they reject it or not, you're going to get some attention on it. Um, another thing that's much easier, more subtle is, um, you know, if you don't have a big budget, but you want to get celebrities involved with your product, um, a great way to go about it is pair yourself up with a charity, look for a charity that has celebrities on board and say for breast cancer awareness month, you send that charity X amount of products for their celebrities to hold up and take a picture of. Then you'll take that and turn it into a viral trend or something. Give that photo to a media outlet and say, hey, so-and-so celebrity is holding up this product in you know, support of this children's hospital for, breast can- or for cancer awareness, ch- childhood cancer or whatever you know, it is. And kind of you know, think a little bit outside of like, you know, I don't have the money to pay a celebrity thousands of dollars to endorse my product. But if I pair up with a charity that gets the celebrity on board for free and promotes the charity and the celebrity, then, you know, the media will talk about it and we can do it. And it doesn't cost me anything other than sending them some product. Um, One big PR stunt that we did way back in the day, which was just fun uh, (laughs) and um, not really a, you know, a PR. I I mean, it was a PR stunt. Um, There was a singer and she came into my office. She's from the Ukraine. And she said, Zach, make me famous. And I said, <laughs> I said, uh, what do you got? And she played her song for me. Um, and her song's name was Give Me Green Card. And now people listening here can go look up Give Me Green Card and you'll find the artist and everything like that. Um, 
And she said, I want to be famous in one month. I want all media to talk about me. And I said, okay. I set my price and I said, I'll make you famous. And we came up with a whole storyline where, you know, she sued a certain other celebrity from Ukraine for $5,000 for stealing her pet chicken uh, when they were younger. And she said, now that she's moved to the U.S., this celebrity who's an A-lister, she sees her in all these movies and it's causing her emotional distress. We're suing her $5,000 for stealing her pet chicken. And we put the lawsuit in. And all the media outlets, TMZ, everybody talked about how this one singer is suing this other big star for $5,000 for stealing <laughs> her pet chicken. Anyways, we, we, you know, we talked to this big A-list star's publicist and team, and they returned and made a video, you know, promoting them saying, we're going to now sue this singer for making us listen to her shitty ass video and her music. <laughs> and, you know, obviously another round of press and everything. It ended up, we obviously withdrew the lawsuits and all that. And, you know, it turned into a whole big thing with charities and all that. And this singer got a show in Vegas for, you know, a few months. Um, meanwhile, all the press all over the place was talking about them. They, their video went viral and everything. And that was like our one month quick hit. But it was a little outside of the box and easy and everything, right? So, I mean, you don't have to be crazy like that. But you always should be thinking outside of the box. Like, how can you do certain things to get yourself out there um, that isn't boring? Like, just think, if you're flipping through a newspaper or an online site, what are you going to read? Do you want to read the same old bullshit and the same old stuff? Or do you want something fun and exciting that's going to catch your attention um, and try to create your product or yourself to be somebody like that? I love that example. I love those examples. Uh, it, it does get you thinking at least of, well, what could I do? Because especially in startup world and when you're trying to get kind of outsized returns, you don't have a lot of capital to spend always. You're trying to think of what things will have this you know, 10x effect or be able to get you more views than you probably should. <laughs> and and finding those things can be so helpful because of this kind of strapped resources. And I just appreciate you sharing, sharing that because I think it's helpful. One thing that we, you, you talked about earlier, and I'd love just to kind of even an overview or some of the things that go into it, crisis management. Uh, there's inevitably going to be you know, founders that go through this and have things that pop up. How should they think through this side of things or how should other people think through crisis management from like a PR standpoint? Well, the first thing is, yeah, I mean, we're in a day of social media, right? And so, you know, always be wary of what you post online. Um, we've seen a comeback for a lot of stars and politicians and stuff like what they've tweeted many years ago. Um, yeah. So always, you know, unless you really want to be known as the one person that, you know, really fucking likes one thing and that's what you want to be known as, I would say, you know, think about like, how would you talk to your grandmother or your parents um, before you tweet something out that could be controversial, you know, sit on it for a day or two and just think about it. Like, does it, you know, is this something that could come back and bite me in the ass? Um, another way to kind of look at it is if you are thinking too much, maybe then just don't do it. Um, you know, unless you're 100% about something, don't post it, don't do it. Um, the same thing goes with like photos. I always tell celebrities, uh, you know, don't be posting like, you know, party photos or stuff like this. You don't want to get, you know, a bad rep. Um, but if something does come out, whether, you know, we've had stars get arrested at the airport for being drunk, or they've gotten DUIs, or, you know, sex tapes, or nude photos, 
or, you know, their husband beats them. I mean, there's different things that come up um, that could or lawsuits against a startup company or, you know, different uh, FDA guidelines, you know, going against. And I mean, there's so many different things that could come up, you know, that fall under crisis. Um, It's always good to, you know, jump on it right when it does happen but also know about things in advance. So if you know you filmed a sex tape back in the day, you know, <laughs> tell your publicist, you know, there might be a sex tape out there or, you know, try to go and get that stuff deleted or whatever. Um, but it's always good to have a strategy in place in case something comes out. So that way we can jump on it right away. Um, luckily there are, you know, companies these days that we're partnered with as well that you can pay them X amount of dollars and, you know, they'll push down the SEO of certain articles or we'll get more press put out there that's positive about you that will push those articles off of Google's first page. Um, So there are ways to kind of manage, you know, negative press if it comes out. But the main part is try not to get that press to begin with. Don't put yourself in those positions to start with. Um, And if you need help, or you need guidance, that's what we're here for. It's like, hey, we want to do this or this. It might be a little controversial. How should we approach it? And we'll strategize and come up with a plan of how to properly, you know, go about how, you know, whatever's, you know, your task is. Yeah. And and for ZTPR, just as we kind of wrap things up here, what is, what's next for you guys? And where are you ultimately trying to build this thing? Um, what's next? I mean, I always love branching into different, uh, divisions and areas like we've talked about. Um, so, you know, I'm sure there's a ton of different industries I haven't even started in or don't even have contacts in, but, you know, branching off into different worlds. Um, that's kind of where my head's at. Um, as much as we're not, uh, in, you know, you know, retail stores these days are getting hit because of COVID. Um, I do see us eventually opening up either an online e-commerce store for a lot of our clients and their products or a retail location where people can shop some of our clients. Because, I mean, we do have so many unique clients that are startups and don't have the opportunity to be in actual retail locations yet. You know, like Target or somebody else isn't picking them <laughs> up right now. But people want to shop their stuff and, you know, not everybody wants to buy online. I mean, there are still old school people and stuff that, you know, want to touch and feel in stores, especially when it comes to like, you know, fashion or tech or anything. So it'd be interesting to open up eventually, um, you know, a retail location for our and an e-commerce store for some of our clients to have their clients listed on. Um, And also, you know, not only just stick in PR, I think, you know, publicists, you know, really, there's a fine line between what a publicist does, what a manager does, what an agent does, and what a somebody marketing does. And I think, you know, the future, I can see our company really, you know, you know, meshing those lines together and not just offering, you know, PR services, but offering, you know, talent agency services, manager, you know, manager services, um, and working our contacts in all those different ways to kind of expand a little bit bigger than just PR. So, you know, we might have to change the PR and <laughs> PR to something else. Um, I don't know. It'll be a whole long bunch of initials. I was going to say, add another initial or two on the end of that. <laughs> you know, I like it right now because, you know, I'm Canadian to begin with. Uh, you know, I was born in Canada to begin with. Uh, yep. And, you know, when people say ZTPR, I know they're American because Z, the letter Z is Z. Um, mm-hmm. but, 
you know, in Canada, it's ZTPR and yep. the Z is Z. So, um, you know, I like being able, you know, you can tell where somebody's from and that kind of gives you a, you know, a nice little conversation opener. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of where it goes. And I, you know, I'm excited for where your podcast goes as well. I mean, you know, with some PR stunts, you know, I can already see a bunch of people protesting outside the White House, you know, a thousand people with, you know, let's grind a national grind day. <laughs> um, where, you know, your podcast gets an official day or the most amount of people holding up a, you know, a protest sign with the word grind on it, you know, and you get a Guinness World Record, right? <laughs> well, feel free to uh, drop any other ideas you have while we're here, because uh, <laughs> I'm always thinking of, of things, obviously, for growth. Uh, and that's why I love talking to people in so many different industries, so they have perspectives on how to go about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole thing is, no idea is crazy. Um, you know, people talk to Elon Musk back in the day, right? And mm-hmm. that I'm going to do this or this or that. People would say you're fucking crazy. Um, some of the most, you know, outside of the box ideas are the ones that really become successful. Um, and the people that innovate and the people that invent, that's the future. Um, I mean, look at uh, Amazon. Started as a bookstore, right? Look where it is today. Yeah, so, exactly. Nothing is crazy. You know, just go for it. You know, if you have an idea, go for it. Connect yourself to the people that can help you do all that. And if you do, you know, the main part is, and I'll leave you with this, is if it isn't working, know when to fucking quit. Because <laughs> um, there's so many people that, you know, they're so involved and so, you know, invested in whatever their product or whatever they are, and they're not getting success and they've hired a publicist or they've hired different people or they've tried on their own, maybe it's just not working. And at that point, you know, cut your losses and move on to the next one. And you can always come back to that, you know, in the future if that time comes. Um, but, you know, know when it to the time to quit or to at least pivot is. Yeah. And there's always more ideas, right? There's always another idea you could right. pursue in theory. So it's not like you're, you're going to be stuck either way. And, and Zach, where can people go to learn more about you, connect with you as well? Um, the website, ztpr.net. Um, always on Instagram, Zach Tepperman on my Instagram. I'm sure we'll all tag each other and everything. Um, yeah. And yeah, everything, you know, add me, DM me, email me. Uh, you know, even if you don't want PR, you know, for everybody listening, um, but you just want to pick my brain or you're looking, you want to be a publicist yourself or you want to, you know, you, you want to go into a different area. Um, always happy to connect with, you know, people that are passionate about what they do. Um, if you're not passionate about what you do, fuck off. I don't give a, I don't want <laughs> find to, something. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you, you know, if you really want to do something, I'm happy to give, you know, my advice and my time is, you know, free in that regard. I'm happy to always, you know, do and talk. What comes around goes around, right? <laughs> exactly. And it definitely works that way. I've noticed that a number of times over my career and been so thankful for people willing to help out. And I've obviously given a lot of help to other people as well for free, uh, which has come back tenfold, I feel like, and very blessed in that way. Zach, thank you so much, though, for taking the time to come on the show today. Thank you for having me. I mean, it, it's a pleasure to talk. I, I mean, I know we've almost been at an hour or whatever it is now, but uh Honestly, you're, what you do is great. I, you know, I've listened to your podcast a ton, and so congratulations on everything as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Just Go Grind. If you want to follow along on the socials for all things Just Go Grind and with me as well, you can find Just Go Grind on Instagram and Twitter at Just Go Grind. You can find me on Twitter at JustinGordon212. Find me on Instagram, JustinGordon8. Thank you so much for listening. 
Have a great day.